shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. It's uh, Tuesday, and uh, here we go again. Another day, a lot of insanity. You thought maybe things would tone down a little bit after the election. You'd be wrong. You'd be absolutely wrong. And we have much to say about what's going on in Arizona, what's going on in China as well. Uh, and uh, both uh, both are being ignored by the Biden administration. I'll just tell you that. And and I was uh, thinking about what to open with today. What what unifying thought? Yesterday it was the uh, the fact that uh, Miriam Webster had uh, made. Um, the gaslighting, the the uh, the word of the year, and it makes sense because a lot of people are looking it up. They're trying to understand and put into a nutshell what they're experiencing, which I've been talking about for a while now. And uh, and the uh, the fact gaslighting is being used against us to believe that uh, to question all of our beliefs, to question uh, uh, what is right and what is wrong. We are told that the open southern border is not open. We should uh, welcome people into the country illegally, and if you don't, you're a racist. Uh, you should allow uh, transgender uh, ideology in schools, and if you disagree with it, then you are absolutely a, uh, uh, a uh, what, a, a, I don't know what the hell you are. But anyway, they, they've got that going on. They've got teaching sex and sexuality to children in school. You know in your heart it's wrong because you have kids, or maybe you know someone who has kids, or maybe your kids are grown up, and you're going, really, are you absolutely serious? And yet you're being told that if you think the sexualization of children is wrong, then somehow you're a homophobe or a transphobe and you are being told that uh, don't worry about fentanyl deaths they're really not happening and you are being told that send as much money as possible to ukraine it's no big deal you don't even need to itemize it just trust us and you are being told a million different things including you should have faith in the election system in this country and every one of those things i just mentioned you're all doubting every single one of them you know why because they're all true And because those who are saying that none of that is happening, they're gaslighting you. If you can't look at what happened in Arizona this year and say, wow, they really need an audit or they need to have the election again, considering all the overwhelming evidence and the fact that the Secretary of State in the state of Arizona was running against a a Republican candidate and supposedly has won the election, even though she never went on the campaign trail, she never did a debate, she is wildly unpopular, her Just her policy on the border is rejected by 87% of people in Arizona. And yet you're expected to believe that despite weeks of delays in the election, despite thousands of people saying they saw election chicanery or they had their votes stolen, they were able to figure it all out in Maricopa County and certify the election this morning. Well, I hate to tell you this. I don't think the American people, and certainly not the people in Arizona, are going to go quietly into the night on this one. Bring Brazil here. Bring China here. And I'm not talking about a violent overthrow. I'm talking about get in the streets, do what you got to do. Because Arizona, I'm just going to say it, cannot accept Katie Hobbs as the governor. It's time to raise some hell. And to not just be a means of taxation and production for a very corrupt government. I hope and pray for the overthrow of the Chinese Communist Party.
I hope and pray for the overthrow of the Supreme Court of the country of Brazil and the reinstatement of Bolsonaro as the rightful president to the country. And I hope and pray that Carrie Lake becomes the governor of Arizona and all of this BS is made public. Because you know what happens when things are made public? The truth gets out. Regimes change. Totalitarians never win elections when. Two things. They have to be honest about what they believe. And they have fair elections. Both of those times, totalitarianism, communism, socialism, lose. When they have to lie about their beliefs to get an office, then change when they get an office or when the elections are free and fair. Those are the times that totalitarians lose. And right now there are a lot of totalitarians in charge. I've got some audio from Carrie Lake I want to share with you because she's not going down without a fight. This is a uh, gentleman last night. He spoke in uh, Maricopa County, and I'm going to just let him talk. And I've got plenty of audio from Maricopa County. The uh, county commissioner's hearing, where, by the way, two of the county commissioners, two of the people on the election board, actually created a pack against Carrie Lake. They fundraised against Carrie Lake. They are enemies of Carrie Lake. They are in charge of certifying a, an election rife with questions, rife with impropriety, and rife with chicanery. And I will share that with you. But I want you to listen to this man. Because the, uh, the Board of Elections in Maricopa County, they think this is just going to go away. They put the gavel down. They said this is over. Oh, they're sorrily wrong. They're very very wrong. The Clements slave. That's what I am to this system, to your corruption. This is outrageous. This is a national crisis. And you're giving people two minutes to address a national crisis. They're doing it again, aren't they? They're doing it again. And the way that you guys can just sit there, it's disgusting. Watching you pledge allegiance to my flag was disgusting the way that you sold us out you said you don't have the statutory authority to do anything you're going to take well there better be a a reasonable answer to voter fraud and what they're doing is they're saying well we can't do anything about it there's nothing we can do about it because the clock ran out there was the deadline of november 28th carrie lake said this was going to happen they were going to try to run out the clock and use some strategical uh, move so they could get past all the bs that the people of arizona absolutely believe uh cost uh carrie lake an election and by the way it wasn't fair yes no vote what does that tell us yes or no If it's just yes, then why are you here? Yep. Why are you here then? You have discretion. And when you certify something, you're saying that it's trustworthy. There's nothing trustworthy about this. Nope. This is theater. It's optics. I was a longtime prosecutor. I went after drug traffickers. This is vote trafficking at its finest. I've seen the criminal element. You are vote traffickers. You are vote traffickers. Criminal. What are you going to do about it? You've sold us out. You've sold us out. You've sold us out. 
So we're not here to be civil. Nope. You're worried about language? We're worried about our voices being stolen and never getting a fair election again. That's what we're worried about. So a curse upon you, a curse upon all of you, you smug, smug people. Amen, brother. Majority of Americans don't fully trust that America's elections are fair and accurate. Now, I mentioned this. I've been talking about this forever. I even heard Donald Trump at his uh, announcement of his uh, candidacy for president. He, he, his walk-on music before he was coming down the hall to enter the ballroom at Mar-a-Lago and make the announcement, Can you hear the people sing? It's a theme song from Les Mis. Les Mis is the story, uh, an abridged version uh, and a, and a, uh, based on uh, the happenings of the French Revolution when the people stormed the Bastille and overthrew the totalitarian state. Donald Trump played that song, Walking Down the Tunnel. I've been talking about, we are living a tale of two cities. I've been talking about this since Barack Obama was the president. Because you have two classes. You have a, uh, a bourgeois and a proletarian. The bourgeois lives in Washington, D.C. They go to Washington, D.C. They spend our entire lives telling us how to live ours. This happens in state legislatures as well. See Maryland. See Pennsylvania. So you've got uh, uh, the bourgeois and the proletariat. Bourgeois lives high on the hog. They toss the crumbs to you and me. When there was a uh, pandemic that was literally sponsored by the government and businesses were shut down, Nancy Pelosi waited until after the election to uh, send people a relief check for the businesses that government closed down. Those are your crumbs. She ate ice cream out of a $24,000 freezer. $12 a pint ice cream. (laughs) Like nothing was happening. Went to her hairdresser when all the other hairdressers were closed. And then there's you and me, the proletariat. We fight for the crumbs. We're the ones who have to deal with the $5, $6 gas, the $6, $7, $8 diesel fuel, the uh, $2,000 fill-up of of your fuel oil tank in the Northeast this winter that's going to nearly break you. But you should be happy with it. You should be happy with it. And on top of having two classes of people, an essential American oligarchy, which I said 10 years ago, the left in this country, they look at Russia as the template. They look at the partnership between oligarchs in Washington, D.C. and billionaires outside, and they grease each other's palms. And they enrich one another. And then on top of all of it, You've got a Bastille in Washington, D.C., where there are over 100 prisoners who went to Washington, D.C. to question and at least have heard their grievances with regard to the 2020 election after a peaceful rally by Donald Trump. So you've got a bourgeois, a proletariat, and you've got a Bastille. And if I'm not mistaken, if history repeats itself... This won't end well for the people in power. And I'm not talking about violence. I'm talking about taking them down. Somebody has to pay the piper for these abuses and usurpations. And I'm going to tell you right now, if it's going to be Kevin McCarthy in charge of the GOP House, he better have a laundry list of payback from the American people. And it's going to start with unleashing all 14,000 hours of hidden video from the Capitol from January the 6th. A majority of Americans don't fully trust that America's elections are fair and accurate. 55% of voters also lack confidence in election results that are delayed. This according to Convention of States action in partnership with the Trafalgar Group. 
Free and fair elections have been a bedrock of stability in our nation and an example around the world. We are now at a very precipitous place in our history. Have you in your life, and I've been on this planet for 57 years, have you ever seen anything like this with regard to free and fair elections in the United States of America where you are waiting weeks or months for after the election to get the results so Democrats a lot of the times can just find the votes, print the votes, and win the elections. We're not stupid. We aren't stupid. 56.8% of American voters don't fully trust America's elections are fair and accurate. 17% say they somewhat trust. 17% say they somewhat distrust. 22% say they strongly distrust, leaving 43% saying, ah, oh, they're okay. 43%. 89.7% of Republican voters don't fully trust America's elections are fair and accurate. You know why? Because when they delay election results, when their candidates are ahead on election night, and then it's two weeks in delay, and, and 85% of the time Democrats win, well, I think I just explained the answer to that question. 30% of Democrats don't even trust the way America's elections are run. Bourgeois, proletariat, Bastille. And when you take away the people's voice with regard to an election, all bets are off. 800-922-6680. I've got much to say about this. I've got some amazing things that are happening in China. Oddly enough, some of the things happening in, in Twitter mirror what's happening in China. And uh, the Democrats are freaking out about it. This, my friends, is a Tuesday edition of The Rob Carson Show. They shut down your kid's school. They forced them to wear masks. They taught them CRT and radical transgender nonsense. Now, Mama Bear and Papa Bear are pissed. It's the Rob Carson Show. Arizona, it's Carrie Lake, and I wanted to update you on what's happening in our fight against Arizona's sham elections and those who run them. For starters, I want you to know that I am firmly in this fight with you. Good. Maricopa County just couldn't wait to certify their botched election. The botched election where half of Election Day voting centers were inoperable. The botched election where Election Day printers caused mayhem across the county. The botched election where Arizonans were expected to wait in line two, three, four, even five hours simply to exercise their sacred right to vote. This only happened in Maricopa County. There was a lot of other BS that happened around the country. I'm not going to get into all that. But the fact that you cannot question and you cannot, uh, you cannot consider an audit of the election or you cannot consider a new election is ridiculous. The verb gaslight comes from the 1938 play Gaslight by Patrick Hamilton, which also had two 1940s movie adaptations. In the story, a husband attempts to drive his wife insane by, among other things, dimming the gaslights in their house and claiming she was uh, imagining it. Usually, gaslight has gained uh, casual use outside of psychology, usually in the context of abusive relationships or political rhetoric. Gaslighting is the act of distorting the truth in a way that's intended to make another person accept the description or deception due to doubling their uh, doubting their own memory, reality, or sanity. It's all of the evidence, including Katie Haas being the Secretary of State, 
who, who did not recuse herself from the election, who did not fix the problems with the election last time, and only got worse, and only in Maricopa County, and only the day of the election, with 75% of the voters are Republicans, you're expected to think, oh, there's no big deal. Just sign off on it. Bull crap. Absolute bull crap. Here's more from Katie Lake. Maricopa County, where it took two weeks to count, is the poster child for broken, botched elections. But if you bring up any of these issues, you are labeled an election denier. That's called gaslighting. Or a conspiracy theorist. They don't want us talking about our shoddy elections under any circumstances. Yep. They shut us down. Oddly enough, the same thing happened after another election about two years ago. They made us fear exercising our freedom of speech. And they canceled anyone who questioned past elections. I'm going to tell you, uh, if this is allowed to stand... It will become metaphorical around the country. And there are many uh, instances like this. And we're talking about uh, electioneering going on at, uh, at uh, ballot, uh, at, at polling places. This has happened in Cincinnati and, and Chicago and, uh, and, and cities all over the country. It has happened. For, I've seen it. I've had people call me from the line. Oh, yeah, I'm standing in line here. And they just bust in. The Democrats just bust in a, a truckload of people. And they unloaded them right here in front of the polling place. And they're getting out. And they're giving them fully uh, filled out voting cards so they figure out who they can vote for. And then they're giving them grocery cards and bags of groceries. And then there's the harvesting from, I don't know, places like nursing homes. Last election in Pennsylvania, where 95% of the votes or no, no. 100% of the, uh, of the uh, there were 93 uh, nursing homes, and 100% of the people in the nursing homes voted, even though most of them can't feed themselves or are even conscience, conscious. And now this is like, I mean, it, this, this is the ultimate. You've got an, uh, a secretary of state in charge of the election, should have fixed the election, didn't fix the election, is certifying the election. Uh, all of these voting machines, 30, 40% of them not working the day of in Maricopa County when 75% of the people voting were Republicans. And if we let this stand, then it's over. Arizona, America, if we do not stand up and speak up right now about the most dishonest elections in the history of Arizona, I truly fear for our future. Our sacred vote is supposed to be the great equalizer of the people. And right now our vote has been trampled upon. We must work hard right now to save it. This is our last chance. It is. Because if it gets, I mean, it doesn't get any more obvious than this. When you have two people on the Board of Elections who actually created a pack to defeat the Republican candidate for governor... This botched election should not be certified, especially in Maricopa County, where the Board of Supervisors are well aware of the catastrophic issues caused by maladministration of Supervisor Bill Gates and County Recorder Stephen Richer, who started a dark money pack with the sole purpose of going after me, my campaign, and our movement. This is as transparently... Uh corrupt as a Venezuelan election. I'm not kidding. I wish I were. It is as corrupt as a Venezuelan election. Your thoughts are welcome on the other side of this break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. 
Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. And perhaps the greatest conflict of interest of all, Secretary of State Katie Hobbs, the woman in charge of running her own election, who did almost zero campaigning, oversaw the botched election, is now threatening counties with legal action if they do not crown her governor by certifying the election that she botched. Honestly, it doesn't get any more corrupt, right? The Secretary of State of a state should have recused herself from the election she was in charge of. Instead, marched forward, ran against a Republican for governor. The election was rife with incompetence at the least and massive fraud at the most. And the main county of largest population where 70 plus percent of the people on election day who went to vote were Republican because Republicans were afraid of voter fraud and somehow all of the machines or at least 30 percent of the machines in Maricopa County didn't work. Tabulators, printers, ballots stuffed in door number three and uh, people told that uh, they were going to have their votes counted and have gone back online and realized their vote was not counted. I can go on and on. Does it get any bigger than this? And if this is allowed to happen then it's over people know they're being lied to carrie lake is not going to let this go we the people will not forget god will not forget and i will not quit i want to ease your mind a bit my case our case moves forward with these sham certifications in fact State statute requires certification before our case can move forward. Now, you know how hard I worked on the campaign. Well, Maricopa gave it the uh, thumbs up. Trail Leading our movement to bring common sense solutions to our problem. And there were other counties that actually uh, the, uh, the people who voted to uh, certify it were threatened with jail if they didn't. Unreal. Problems. I am taking that same work ethic and using it behind the scenes right now, building a strong legal case. While we come together on this unifying issue of restoring honesty to our elections, rest assured, Arizona, nothing will stop me from putting everything I have. All right. And by the way, just got this from uh, Barry. It says here, uh, what the heck is uh, Doug, uh, Governor Ducey doing? Why isn't he issuing an emergency order to recall the Arizona election and hold on to a special election with no mail-ins or early votes and only in-person voting with ID? He could do this if he chose, but instead he sits on his rhino rump. That's from, well, that's from Eddie, actually. Eddie, thanks for uh, writing. Yeah, I know. See, this is why I'm not willing to go full bore on Ron DeSantis. He hasn't proved himself yet. You know, just when you think somebody's maybe conservative, then they do something like this. So I don't know. I, I shouldn't really. I, I believe Ron DeSantis. I believe he is a dyed in the wool conservative. But there are other people that I'm, you know, no way. No. Really? Let's go to Bruce in Baltimore. Hello there, Bruce. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Yes, sir. If you look at the pattern in the state of Maryland, Arizona, Michigan, Chicago, Pittsburgh, I mean, Pittsburgh, um, Philadelphia, Baltimore, all these were the same kind of rig. The, the Republicans were ahead for five days before they declared the election, certified it to the Democrats. 
Now, in those five days, they created, they had to create election ballots to overcome the amount that they had to to win for the Republicans. They had to beat the Republicans out, and that's what they did here in Maryland with the governor and the goddamn uh, and the, uh, the county executive and whoever else it may be. I don't know who else it may be, but what is, this has got to stop. This has got to stop. We're destroying our country. I've been listening to you the whole time. I listen to you all the time. Yeah. People, listen to me. Wake up. Wake up. These people are out to kill us. They're out to take our country back. Take it away from us, actually. Bruce, I appreciate the yeah. phone call. No, they, they, this was dead. Barack Obama said it in 2007. He wanted to fundamentally transform America. I mean, dear Lord. Really? <laughs> oh, man, I just get so tired of this nonsense. Bruce in Santa Cruz. Hello there, Bruce. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show on Glorious Affiliate KSCO. Go right ahead. Oh, Buster in Santa Cruz. Sorry about that. Buster, what's up, buddy? Hey, my friend, I want to thank you for doing the Hank Williams. That was beautiful. Oh, yeah, I thank got that Hank Williams song. I got, are you the guy who came up with it, Buster? I sure did. You know, that meant a lot. You, <laughs> that really meant a lot. The next well, family day, tradition. Yeah. Wasn't it family tradition? Yep. What, that was your idea. Yeah, why do you smoke? All right, all right. Why I'm going to find, I'm gonna find that. I'll play it in a second. I'll play it in a second. What, what's your thought, though? Okay, you know what? The thing is, I want to say something to these people that think that this is a legitimate uh, election process. I want to remind folks, and please don't take this wrong, but Americans, we invented the, lo- the short hustle and the long hustle. I'm associating that with what's happening with Terry Lake, Rob. <laughs> yeah. What's happening to Terry, that's called the long hustle. I hope you follow me. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Wow. And, and you know, brother, before I forget, I want to wish you and your family wonderful holidays, and God bless you, my friend. Thank you for being the voice of reason. Buster, Buster, in honor of you, who came up with the idea for this song parody, which uh, Jim Gossett and I summarily wrote, I'm going to play it for you. Okay, buddy? I love you, Rob. Okay, buddy. Here it is right here. Biden family. I know they're trying to cash you like you say they're not corrupt, but they are. All the crooked Bidens have always been a close family. But now, now, now. When they make a dirty deal, the big guy gets a nice face. 60 million from China. Show must get his cut. Yeah, that's their one condition. That's right. Raking in dough to honor and Joe. What is it? Family tradition. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Folks ask him, why do you drink? Oh, there you And why do you do coke? <laughs> if your name weren't Biden, you would be flat broke. You would. Your Uncle James, he's a crook too. He's always under suspicion. Crime we know to Hunter and Joe. It's a family tradition. Buster in Santa Cruz. The new house can't bend. They must end this family tradition. By the way... 
This according to Rasmussen, 62% of all Americans want Hunter Biden investigated. And are you ready for this? 61% say his father, uh, Joe, was likely compromised by China business deals. Did, did you hear that? That, that? That's everybody. Democrats, Republicans. 62% want Hunter Biden investigated. 61% say his dad was likely compromised by China business deals. And you're expected to believe that America's down with it. America's completely down with it. <laughs> Listen to this. Listen to this. So did you realize that Arizona counties were threatened with class six felony charges if they didn't certify the Maricopa election? Did you realize that? Did you know that? In Mojave County, the Board of Supervisors, actually, this is Ron Gold. He is a Mojave County Board of Supervisors. He was told that if he didn't certify this fraudulent election in Arizona, that he would be thrown in jail. Um, I vote I under duress. Um, I found out today that I have no choice but to vote I or I'll be arrested and charged with a felony. This is America in 2022. This is America in 2022. Vote the way we say you do, even though there is ample amounts of voter issues in the state. Thousands of people who feel disfranchised, feel their votes have been stolen, were put off, standing in line for hours and told to go to another location, got to the other location, found out their vote had been canceled because they went to a second location and they couldn't go back to the first location. And these people are saying, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Uh, uh, The 28th of November, that has nothing to do with anything. We need to get to the bottom of this. No, you don't. 28th is the deadline. And if you don't for it, vote for it. You're going to jail. Um, I don't think that that is what our founders had in mind when they used the democratic process to elect our leaders, our self, form of self-government. And I find that very disheartening. With your vote of four eyes and zero nays, you've approved item 1B. Well, let me see if you told to vote some way, and if you don't, you go to jail. That doesn't sound very American, does it? Well, not really. <sighs> This also happened in uh, Yavape County. I- I'm not familiar with the name. I apologize. Uh, but they uh, were also threatened with a Class C uh, 6 uh, felony charges if they refused to vote for the election in time for the deadline where they had no choice despite ample amounts of voter integrity issues. Bernie in Ridgely, Maryland. Hello there, Bernie. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hello, Mr. Carson. How are you? Uh, let me say uh, happy holidays to you and your family. Thank and you. just let me clue you in that it's still happening here in the state of Maryland. Okay? On 11-6, I went in and signed up a navigator for the state of Maryland during the open enrollment season for my health care. Okay? That was 11-6 at 2 o'clock. At 11-7, at 12 a.m. in the morning, by on the application that was done by the Maryland Health um, bureau, I was changed from a Republican to unaffiliated. Really? Yes, and I have the paperwork. Okay. Okay. I refused to what did not leave that office yesterday. To they give me the paperwork and tell tell me who changed me to unaffiliated? That's odd. That's oh. odd. And I'm still trying to figure out what what the what they would need that for. But I don't think evil. So you know. Well, uh, Carson, that way I can't vote in the primary elections. Ah, there you go. Okay? <laughs> yeah, there you go. I in the general. And then if yeah. I walk into my voting place the day wow. of the election, if you are unaffiliated, 
You can't change to Republican that day. You can sign up wow. to be a new voter, but you can't change your affiliation the day of the, the vote. Interesting. Okay. Well, Bernie, Bernie, hang on. Listen, listen, Bernie, hang on. I, I got to go. Run. Hang on to that material. Uh, contact uh, a local Republican Party, the Maryland uh, GOP. I don't know. I'm on Andy Harris. I've called them all. None of them call me back. All right. Well, just stay in touch with us, okay, bud, and uh, and fight this. And thank you for paying attention to it because that sort of crap is going on all over the country. I appreciate your phone call. This is uh, at uh, Maricopa County. Uh, this guy works for um, Real America's Voice and uh, uh, an organization um, uh, called uh, Frontline America. And here he is talking about what happened in Maricopa County. Powerful words from this guy. The biggest concern I have is if this election is certified, the only parties that will benefit from this are the cartels. Uh, they've taken over Mexico, and sadly, they've taken over many politicians in America. What we saw on Election Day was outrageous. And to say that it was anything but that is uh, either you think we're stupid yep. or you're just that arrogant. Uh, what, They're that arrogant. What we've seen from you in the election office and your response. If they can get away with this, they can get away with anything, anywhere in America. I mean it. It's very simple questions needed to be asked. 2020 was a disaster. How was 2022 worse? You cannot say that you can certify an election when half of the voting machines were down. Was it 1,000 people that were disenfranchised? Was it 10,000 of the people that were there in line or the people that didn't show up because they saw on the news the election machines didn't work? The fact that you've already made up your minds, you've already made the decision. This is, this yeah, is all semantics. All of us coming up here and speaking is semantics. Yes. You've already made your vote. You've already made this decision. You said the world is watching and you're right. They're watching and they're watching this disaster play out in front of them. You responded to the AG with the most, most pathetic, inept response I've ever seen. And two board members who certified the election in Maricopa County, listen. You have not redressed the grievances of these people. That is the question. And the answer that I hear from everyone across this room is you cannot certify. So the question is, what is the remedy? The fact that you were on a pack that was going against Kerry Lake as well as Richer, going against Kerry Lake, how can you say that there's no conflict of interest? You have a secretary of state running against a gubernatorial candidate. How can you say there's no conflict of interest? And then your machines go down on election day. It is absolutely outrageous. If you certify today, the only thing you'll be certifying is your corruption. Yeah, your corruption. And dear God in heaven, I pray and I will even give money to uh, weed out this corruption, to find it, to prosecute it and imprison it. This has to stop. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation, it means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's The Rob Carson Show. I went to go vote. I didn't get to turn mine in. The man in front of me couldn't turn his in. The man behind me couldn't turn theirs in. And guess what? I checked on my vote. It never went through. You have heard from many people, people in charge of the election. We are coming to you you to dig deep in your heart and not be condemned to hell one day and why am i saying that because i'm a party person i don't have a party i'm an independent i'm the outcast but you know what i'm standing here for the constitution of the united states and you guys are who we're looking to sheriff's department you know why i praise you because you don't stand up under these people you stand up under the Constitution of the United States of America. And you know what? That Maricopa County board, they knew what they were going to vote last night. 
this morning. They knew exactly how they're going to vote, and no amount of uh, of uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington would make a damned difference to them. Charlie Kirk tweeted this morning, Maricopa County poll observer just testified at the Board of Supervisors hearing that at 7 o'clock there were 675 people waiting in line when the polls closed. Only 150 people ended up voting. Oh, by the way, they didn't extend the deadline for voting in Arizona and Maricopa County. They said, nope, you're done. If you're in line, you're fine. And you could be there all night. But most people were like, I can't do this. How many ended up not voting at all? 525 voters were disenfranchised at one polling place. One polling place. Wow. <sighs> Let's see. Here, oh, this is, uh, this is, uh, Jone- this is a woman named Janelle Weaver talking about her experience in Arizona and uh, not being heard as they certified the election in Mar- Maricopa County. Hello, I'm Janelle Weaver. I live in Goodyear. Um, I was a poll observer in Tonopah at the Valley Baptist Church on Election Day. I was there at 5.40 in the morning. She's a so I saw denier. opening procedures. Denier. And I left at about 1.40. Everything was fine. Uh, from the start, both tabulators were not working. Yeah. I was told by the workers that the second machine wasn't working the night before during a test run, uh, but the first one had ran perfectly. Yeah, none of them uh, really stopped working until Election Day when 70% of the people voting were, uh, were Republicans. A little bit more from a testimony from the people uh, to a tone-deaf Board of Elections in Mar- Mar- Maricopa County. Tom Vonick, I am a Maricopa County resident. Um, I worked as a registration clerk at the Dysart Community Center at 14414 North El Mirage Road on November 7th and 8th. On November 7th, we had a few issues with the printers, but uh, by the end of the day, we had everything functioning properly. On the 8th, we arrived for our shift at 5.30 a.m. When we started our equipment check, none of the site books would connect to the server. We couldn't even access the time clock to punch in. Wow, weird. Oh, here's another person who uh, testified, but the, uh, the, uh, the Board of Elections didn't listen to them. Thank you, BOS, and all for hearing me today. Listen to her. She's a denier and a, probably a, a white supremacist, MAGA, Trump, uh, uh, anti-democracy, you know. I am Joanne Pierce, an in-town resident of Wickenburg. On October 10th, 2022, a massive hurricane hit and devastated Florida. On November 8th. I'm going to continue with that soundbite in just a second. And your phone calls at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. Hey, guys, it's Carson, and I have a Christmas gift idea I'll bet your friends and family don't already have As many of you may know, I have a passion for cooking. I've got about 100 cooking videos on the web. And one of the things that I like to cook this time of year are heirloom soup beans. Now, I made uh, ham hocks and beans the other day. My wife gave me the thumbs up. Not quite as good as her mom's, but pretty darn good. And I used heirloom soup beans. Now, here's the good news. My friends at Powerful Living have just received a fresh batch of premium heirloom soup beans. The ones I cook with. These beans are gorgeous, highly nutritious, some of the best tasting heirloom beans in the world. Best part... 
I have them for a hefty discount for my listeners. So if you go to heirloomsoupbeans.com, that's heirloomsoupbeans.com, give a beautifully packaged collection of premium heirloom beans on sale right now at heirloomsoupbeans.com. It's chili season, baby. That's heirloomsoupbeans.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, hour number duh of the uh, radio program. The phone number is 800-922-6680 if you would like to uh, participate in the radio program. I uh, just want to mention a couple of things here real quick. Uh, what do you think? Trump or DeSantis? Trump or DeSantis? Newsmax conducting an urgent poll. Do you want Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis as your candidate in 2024? Here is how you can vote. And, by the way, we uh, won't steal the election. <laughs> just wanted you to know the Newsmax. We don't do that. We don't do that. We're honest. We're up front. We're... You know, right out there. We don't say like we're, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, whatever, journalist, and then, uh, you know, uh, you don't know what to believe. Anyway, well, we'll get into that. But just go to, uh, just text the word event to 39747. Event to 39747. Uh, follow the prompts and log your vote and tune in to Newsmax for news you can trust. I do have some uh, Rob Schmidt. Um, you know, we've got a lot of uh, real talent at Newsmax. I mean, other than me. <laughs> I mean, there's me. I'm just like, the sun, here's the solar system, here's Rob Carson, and all the other ones just kind of, revol- are you kidding me? I'm just, uh, I do a weekend show. But that said, <laughs> uh, Rob Schmidt is, is fantastic. Uh, I listen. I love his monologues. I love his the bedside manner that he has is so good, so cogent, so uh, chill to some degree. Uh, just enjoy Rob Schmidt on Newsmax. Uh, and if you want to NewsmaxTV.com, check for local listings. But honestly, like what I do every night, three forty nine on Direct TV. That's where I watch it. But uh, Newsmax is everywhere. Go to NewsmaxTV.com uh, for uh, listings where you can join it, and then you can watch my show, which Donald Trump says is the funniest thing on television. So again, text the word "event" to three nine seven four seven thirty nine seven forty seven event, and you'll find out there a little bit more from this. Uh, Joanne Pearson, Maricopa County. She's a demure uh, older woman talking about uh, how that uh, Maricopa County, this uh, this uh, literally the Secretary of State run for governor. Uh, the Secretary of State charged with fixing the election irregularities that happened in the 2020. Didn't do it. Didn't recuse herself as the person in charge of elections as she ran for governor against Carrie Lake, uh, who, by the way, she did not. Uh, she did not do any campaign appearances. She did not do any debates with Carrie Lake. And she supports an open border, which 87 percent of the people of Arizona do not. I'm going to tell you right now that if you just if you take away the will of the people, it's not going to end well for the people in power. And I mean this in Phoenix. And I mean this if Carrie Lake becomes or Katie Hobbs becomes the governor of Arizona. This cannot stand. But here is this, uh, this demure person at the Maricopa County Elections Board meeting who was not listened to because they'd already made up their mind to certify it. And here she is talking about what they did in Florida with an election despite a hurricane. On November 8th, 2022, a few weeks later, seven and a half million people voted on written ballots in the general election. Five to seven hours later, all ballots were hand-counted 
And the winners of those elections were announced. Well, isn't that amazing how that happens? And if I'm not mistaken, that's the way it used to be in this country before they started stealing votes. Yeah. Here's Jim Gossett. You knew this song was going to happen. Maricopa. Every election. Postmaster. In Arizona. Talked right up to the There's winner. always problems to be found. Machines seem to go down. The worst offender. Boom. It's Maricopa. Maricopa. They did it again because the fix was in. They stole the race from Blake. They ripped off Cary Lake. One particular place really takes the cake. Maricopa, Cope. that crooked county. County. The fraudsters were paid a big bounty. I do background vocals. Maricopa, Copa. that screwed up county. Election stealing, Katie's dirty dealing, Maricopa. Don't quit, Carrie. Don't quit. That is uh, Jim Gossett. Uh, he's going to be, by the way, uh, the 3rd of December uh, this weekend in Atlanta doing a live show. If you want to go, just go to jimgossettcomedy.com. Two S's and two T's, jimgossettcomedy.com. Now, the same thing's going on in, uh, in uh, um, Brazil, by the way. Brazil, kind of some similar, I guess, what happened in uh, the United States of America. Uh, the, the candidate who didn't campaign, the candidate who had all these uh, skeletons in his closet, was uh, supported by social media. All the scandal was kept under wraps. The whole deal got elected, even though he didn't do any debates, even though he didn't go out and do a lot of campaigning and the whole deal. Supreme Court is backing this guy. Military is saying, oh, you know, I don't think so. Military is saying, I don't think so. I think we're going to stick by Bolsonaro. And I pray for a revolution in Brazil. Yeah, I do. I pray for it. You bet you 100%. Because once you start stealing elections, once you uh, turn away the will of the people and just expect us to be means of production and taxation is the day that we go, I don't think so. This is Matt Tiermond last night talking about the Brazilian election. I believe this happened with Tucker. Well, you're right. It is a complicated situation. We are in day 29 of mass protests in Brazil, a democratic country with free elections. And we're talking not tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, but millions. And what looks to be when all said and done will be tens of millions. This is the largest democratic protest in possibly human history, and the global media is crickets on this. It is Isn't it kind of weird? Isn't it just kind of weird that uh, the global media is on the same side as our media and big social media? Totally being memory hold in real time. Uh, but the people are very clear. They do not want to be uh, led by a convicted criminal. And recall, Lula da Silva was convicted in three separate courts of 12 charges. He's a scumbag. Just by 19 judges unanimously, not Bolsonaro appointees. This was years before Bolsonaro. And his judicial appointees in the Supreme Court had free freed him in the last two years just so he could run in this race, and they annulled and vacated his multiple sentences, 12-year sentence. I mean, this is bad, but it's not as bad as a secretary of state running for governor, having control of the election, and then, uh, you know, they bleep hitting the fan in the biggest, most populous county in the state when uh, most Republicans, her opposition, voted for her opponent. 580 days he served. They yeah. let him out to run. Yeah. And Brazil has a law in the books that says no convicted felon can be an elected office, and they vacated that. They asked absolutely put him on the chessboard so that they could attempt to control the outcome. And now the people in mass are crying foul, even in the districts where he supposedly has a stronghold, uh, say the Amazon with indigenous peoples, they're marching on Brasilia. Every city in the country is filled with protesters. And now the question is, what is to be done when you have a judiciary that is not comprised of judges in the classical sense, impartial, nonpartisan judges, but political appointees and partisans who are working 
working to skew an electoral outcome. Uh, and so the military has a special role in the Brazilian Constitution, Article 142, that says they are the ones to adjudicate separation of power disputes. It never ends well when the people have no recourse. It never ends well for the people in power when the people have no recourse. Uh-uh. Not one little bit. And this is going on, uh, you know, there's some uh, protests in China. I'm going to get into this in just a second because I have, uh, you know, when, you, when you're on the planet long enough, <clears throat> you'll remember things uh, as they happen in history like they were yesterday. And uh, I've been on the planet, uh, you know, 57 years, and I remember my first year in broadcasting. And I remember watching the Berlin Wall fall. And I remember protests in Tiananmen Square. And I thought maybe the people's voice would be heard like it was when the wall fell down peacefully in Berlin. And uh, the lights went out one night. And the bullets started raining down on the crowd. And the bodies were crushed under tank wheels. And all of the bodies of 2,500 plus people were washed into the storm drains. And for the last 33 years of my life, most of my adult life, I've questioned why. No one says anything about it. Nobody in political office says anything about it. Nancy Pelosi, I think she said something about it when it happened. And then, eh, not so much, not so much. And why is it? Well, because China makes these really cool $1,200 phones we have in our pockets and the, and the cheap whatever that we have. And maybe some of your Christmas decorations, all made in China, made in China, made in China. What does made in China mean? Made in China means cheap. And you and me, we bought things made in China, and we've been loved. We've loved those cheap tchotchkes from China. Oh, my God in heaven, it's glorious, without even realizing or ignoring what they've done what they have done. I've got more on that in a second. Let's go to, uh, let's see, uh, Liz in Bridgeville, Delaware. I love Delaware, by the way, and uh, I love Grotto Pizza even more. Uh, Liz, hello and welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? And I know you love Joe Biden, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, I'd like to know, are the Republicans going to get good at ballot harvesting? Are they going to be able to go out to the homes of people who wouldn't normally put the effort in to go out to vote? Or are they going to go to Nursing no. homes and collect here, ballots. Here, Are they willing to send out people to to harvest those vote, votes for 2024? They didn't learn the lesson from 2020 to do it in 2022. Are they going to learn it? for 2024. I think more importantly, uh, there should be a mandatory 10-year sentence for voter fraud. And uh, and if that doesn't work, we just go ahead and make it the death penalty. I've heard death penalty, actually. Yeah, maybe death penalty is a little much. But I've got to tell you, a 10-year penalty for voter fraud. They, and I don't want to play their game. <coughs> do, you, do you want? We, we've got to get in control of mail-in ballots. Well, you know what the Democrats will do? They'll just change the mail-in ballot rules. I mean, are you kidding me? You think playing their game's going to work? No. Vote fraud gets you 10 years in jail. That's it. And you lose your right to vote the rest of your life. That's how we end it. Let's go to Probably Christopher. Done, oh, sorry, go ahead. Done quickly, but those we, that would do the, um, the prosecution aren't willing to do it. Well, I'm going to tell you that I don't think there's an easy solution, but I don't think the solution is playing their game. Do I do believe that Republicans could have a better ground game? Yes. But I also, seriously, we need to nationwide consider voter fraud very seriously, and perhaps that is something the new Republican-controlled House of, of Representatives can introduce. I appreciate the call. Got to run, though. Let's go to Christopher in uh, Catonsville, Maryland. Hello there, uh, Christopher. What's up, buddy? Hi. Um, nothing against uh, the previous Liz there, but real quick, thanks from Liz Cheney to all the DeSantis voters. And uh, moving on, the um, uh, victory by no debating uh, is 
not a new thing here. Uh, Maryland, Kwasi, and Fumi handily defeated uh, Kim Klasik, like, really quick, and she was all over the place. And, yeah. you know, I, I, man, it's not a thing. And I think some people should be, you know, might have been born to be felons and just have to, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, as somebody who lived in... Somebody who lives I'll go to jail for him. How about that? No. Christopher, uh, you know, I lived in Maryland for 12 years, and uh, if you are a constitutionalist, if you are a conservative, you have no voice. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's yeah, because so. you've, got the, you've got the general uh, asylum, uh, which is this bat-guano-crazy legislature, and uh, it's, it's, it's out of control. And, and how much of this is fraudulent? Who the hell knows, to be quite honest? Because I think the Democrat Party in the state of Maryland is a criminal cabal. To be honest, right. absolutely one hundred percent. But it absolutely makes totally no sense. It's, you know, I mean, you know. I just feel bad for those who choose to live in Maryland who are conservatives or even just want a fair vote because yeah. you really have no say in anything. You yeah. don't. And I would venture to say most Maryland parents do not support the crap that they're teaching in schools. They don't look at Baltimore as the template for uh, primary and secondary education. They look at it as a joke. They look That's at the crime in Baltimore. Dude. Nobody voted for that crap, dude. Nobody did. Yeah. It's just Maryland is run by a cabal, a cabal of career criminals. Uh, I got to take a break. Not woke back in like 2016. So no, no, it's been going on forever. And and the only way that I would ever consider moving back to Maryland would be unless they completely overturn the crap that goes on in uh, in in the state capitol. And I don't think they're going to. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. His pronouns are he and man. His adjectives are awesome and excellent. And his interjections are hell and yeah. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, there's so many ways that the Biden family exemplifies uh, not only corruption, just inhumanity in general. This is, uh, this is uh, you know, it normally it'd be a punchline. I don't think it's funny. White House is leaving out Hunter's daughter. He had us with the stripper out of wedlock from a stocking display for a second year in a row. First Lady Jill Biden, who acts very demure, and she's America's mom, but she's really not. She's really not a very good person. She pushes her feeble husband uh, to run for president and, uh, and then walks him around uh, and feeds him applesauce at night. Anyway, she unveiled, First Lady Jill Biden unveiled the White House Christmas decorations on Monday that featured stocking over the fireplace for the eight Biden grandchildren, even Peter Neal, Naomi's uh, Biden's new husband, first dog commander and first cat Willow got a stocking. There was a little stocking there right next to the uh, Secret Service agent stocking and uh, commander actually bit onto it. It's just they, it's, they hang right there. Anyway, but uh, little Navy Joan Roberts, the four-year-old daughter Hunter Biden bore out of wedlock four years ago was left out of the display. The Biden family, including Hunter, reportedly never met Navy, though she was born August 2018 to London Alexis Roberts and I think it's really sick um, I'll just tell you, uh, you know, I was adopted. I was going to give it up for adoption, and then I was adopted by a wonderful woman uh, named Bonnie who passed away a year and a half ago. I'm very blessed to have her in my life. And uh, my first adopted father left me when I was seven years old and never looked back. And when you have a father in your life, and, and I tell you what, it, you know, not enough time is spent on this, particularly, you know, like in, in our inner cities where 80% of the young men are being raised without fathers. It's, it's unreal. When you have a parent who doesn't want anything to do with you, that, when a child becomes self-aware about that, it is torturous. And this was no mistake of hers to be born. It was no mistake. Her mother, you know, she made a mistake. Hunter Biden, scumbag. But at the same time, this little child bears no responsibility for any of it. And I think it's really sad and pathetic 
that uh, Jill Biden and Joe Biden won't recognize a little girl that is their biological grandchild, Navy Joan Roberts, who everybody knows is Hunter's child. It has been proven. And then Hunter Biden is saying, oh, I can't afford child support. Oh, this is great. Hunter Biden says he can't afford child support. Yeah, he asked uh, court to recalculate his child support payments, arguing he could no longer afford them. I guess he's not selling enough of them paintings to China. Yeah. He said, I attested I am unemployed and have had no monthly income since May of 2019. At the time, of course, when he said that, he was uh, living in a $12,000 a month Los Angeles rental property driving a Porsche Panamera. Mm -hmm. Sure, buddy. Sure, buddy. While all this is going on, the United States government is once again missing the opportunity for a birth of freedom uh, in another part of the world. They did this during Iran's Green Revolution when Barack Obama let that fall. We saw it again here with Cuba. Cuba earlier uh, this year was having an, a major uprising. Joe Biden's administration completely ignored it. What's going on in China right now? Because he's got a $1,200 phone and cheap shoes and a lot of money coming to Joe Biden's family because they bought access to it. Nobody's saying a thing about what's going on in China. A draconian lockdown where people were literally locked in their homes by the government. The building caught fire and they burned to death because of it. Here's Rob Schmidt with a little recap of what's happening in China that is falling on deaf ears with the Biden administration. All right, welcome back. There's an incredible movement happening in China as we speak. Thousands are risking their lives defying the communist government. Many of them are college students, if you can believe it, who, unlike American college students, are not screaming for more government, more rules and more censorship and more socialism. They're screaming for far, far less. Because people here have never been without freedom. I mean, half of us have. Freedom of expression for conservatives. Yeah, we haven't had that for years. CNN describing it like this. Thousands have defied Chinese authorities to protest at universities and on the streets of major cities, demanding to be free. Here, you know, it's kind of interesting. Don't you suppose if we have 60 or $100 billion to send to Ukraine for supposed uh, Ukrainian freedom, even though <clears throat> the guy in charge is, <laughs> is a totalitarian, uh, but he's fighting against... Why, why can't we come up with a few billion dollars for the opposition in China? Why is that? Why is that? Uh, maybe because they're bought and paid for. Not only from incessant COVID tests and lockdowns, but strict censorship and the Communist Party's tightening grip over all aspects of life. Across the country, want freedom has become a rallying cry for a groundswell of protest, mainly led by the younger generation. The younger generation. Some. Meanwhile, our younger generation uh, voted for abortion in January the 6th. And they're perfectly fine with censorship because largely they graduate indoctrinated, indoctrinated leftists. And they don't care about freedom of expression when it comes from the other side of the political equation. Too young to have taken part in previous acts of open dissent against the government. Here is John Kirby of the State Department uh, diminishing the powerful transformation that's happening in China. The statement you issued or that was issued earlier today didn't include any explicit calls for China to stop detaining and harming protesters and journalists. We're watching this closely, as you might expect we would. And again, we continue to stand up and support the right of peaceful protest. Um, and I think we're going to watch this closely and, and we'll see where things go. Yeah, there's a difference between uh, pretending like you're down with it and actually doing something to support it and embolden it. And we've always been a voice of freedom around the world. We saved the, the entire world a couple times last century. Thought you should know that. Then we stuck around and rebuilt the countries afterwards. Thought you should know that, too. Right now, when, when people are crying freedom and being murdered in the street, we got nothing to say about it. As long as they're leftists. 
pretty remarkable. Case Smythe, political pundit, millennial, joins us in just a moment to discuss all of this and more on The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. What you do in your bedroom is your business. What you do to our country is ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show uh, Tuesday, and we thought that things might die down a little bit with regard to uh, just the temperature of the country and the world after the midterms. That is not the case. There's a lot of things going on in China. Uh, the United States has the opportunity to actually do something uh, to actually support freedom for a change, unlike the Green Spring with Iran when Barack Obama was the president, the, uh, the revolution that's happening with women in Iran uh, that's going on right now, that the feminists in this country and the left in this country are completely quiet about. It's kind of funny. The same thing with China. Same thing a few months ago with Cuba. It's remarkable to me. Uh, joining me on the phone is Kay Smythe. She is a, a conservative uh, a conservative influencer, millennial, and a friend of the show. Kay, uh, first of all, let me ask you this. Uh, United States plays Iran today in the World Cup. Uh, do you follow soccer at all? Is the World Cup a big deal to you or no? I am paying attention to the World Cup this year. I've written a few stories about it. I watched the Wales v. USA game, which was actually, I thought the USA's defending was absolutely incredible. But in a more macro sense, no. Soccer is a hairdo sport, as I like to say. You know, it's all about them flopping their hair all over the place on the pitch and like prancing around. <laughs> I'm more of a rugby girl. Yes. I'm far more of a rugby girl. <sighs> but I think, you know. The issue is, as soon as they said that, or like FIFA announced that the World Cup was going to be in Qatar, everyone in the UK just kind of turned around and went, wait, what? Because obviously the UK is a huge, huge, we call it football, but it's a huge soccer country. But we also know about the sort of human rights atrocities that go on in Qatar, um, as you know. I think everyone knows about it at this point, but yeah, we can get into yeah. it more. And it, um, and so I think everyone in the UK was just sort of like, well, well, you just took the fun out of it, guys. Well, it, it's nakedly obvious when you've got uh, uh, all sorts of human rights abuses. Certainly the uh, uh, women in uh, Qatar do not enjoy the same freedoms that men do. And, and honestly, it is uh, it is a sellout with beyond uh, with FIFA. Uh, same way with, you know, the Olympics. The Olympics are a joke. They sell to the highest bidder. They enrich themselves. That's kind of what it sounds like with, uh, with FIFA. Um, I... I I uh, hope that uh, the United States uh, I support the freedom movement in Iran. I, I uh, thank them for not singing their national anthem, which is really an anthem for the mullahs of Iran the other day. I thought that was very powerful. I still want the United States to win. Uh, but I think that, like, with the first game when we played, who the hell did we play? We tied, uh, was it, who was it, Wales? That was Wales. Oh, yeah, Wales. Lovely. Oh, my God. Ooh, they, <laughs> they played for three hours, and they scored zero times. I mean, I really, oh, yawn. Uh, and then and then to add insult to injury and cutter, they got rid of beer. How can you watch? soccer without beer. I guess what I'd have to say is there were like 14 million people who watched that game, including my son. You know why you watched that game? Do you have any idea? 
Why? Ted Lasso. That's it. It's oh. Ted Lasso. That's it. And Ted Lasso made that game interesting for about a half an hour, and then it went away. Do you ever watch Ted Lasso? I, I absolutely 100% <laughs> agree with you. There were so many aspects of that show yes. that I was like, this is so good. This is so fun. Yeah. This is so cute. This yeah. is like the – especially for me, coming from the UK, coming from Wales, yeah. I grew up around that kind of like footy culture, as we call it, like yeah. football, soccer culture. Um, my hometown was in the Premier League for many years, and it completely gentrified our hometown. But – I worked in sort of like nightclubs a lot. I used to work on the door, not as a bouncer. I would just sort of take. Why does it not surprise me? You were a wait, wait, wait. You were a bouncer. You weigh like a hundred pounds. I'm, I'm like, I, I have like a bit of psycho smythe in me, you know. Like especially when it goes, comes to my hometown, like I get super Welsh and super aggressive, oh, and that's oh, why my right. best friend in the universe. He bought and developed a bunch of different buildings and turned them into like bars and nightclubs. And he was like, the only person I trust on the door is Kay because she's wow. the only person who's like sweet enough to say, yeah, come on, come inside. But if you cross me, I will lose it. I love so, it. So, you I know, I'm like, I'm, I'm very, very, I'm a very calm person, yeah. which is, I think, like, another reason why I don't get super into soccer because yeah, yeah. it is just a lot of kicking back and forth. And that's also yeah. why I think like, Ted Lasso just got very dry very quickly for me because yeah. I need that, like, even though it has some edge, I need more edge. I I'm know. more of, like, a sort of, like, Veep, uh, the thick of it. Yeah. Um, what was that other show that Armando Iannucci's just done on HBO? Oh, Avenue 5. I haven't seen that. Um, that's pretty edgy. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. But Ted Lasso, I've been kind of enjoying. It's like Bull Durham and Major League meets soccer. And, and I like it. I don't love it. I don't go crazy like I ought to watch Ted Lasso. But it did create some, uh, you know, interest. Let's move on and let's talk about Arizona's election. How about what happened in Maricopa County with the Ara Maricopa Board of Supervisors uh, giving thumbs up on the deadline for uh, the election results to be certified? And, by the way, several uh, counties in Arizona where Board of Supervisors were threatened with jail unless they voted to uh, certify the election. What are your thoughts about that and uh, Carrie Lake's fight? Uh, well, that sounds corrupt as heck. And look, Rob, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm an expert. I had a lot of friends who worked on that campaign, who covered that campaign. And I think the, you know, the further west you get in the United States, the more corrupt and blatantly corrupt politics becomes. It's like the closer you get to Hollywood, the more these people act like the entertainment industry and not elected representatives. And I dealt with, you know, the Board of Supervisors in Los Angeles, for example. I, uh, I actually had, this is a crazy story, Rob, and this is why I don't trust like pretty much anyone in politics at all, really. And that, this was the first time this ever happened to me. Um, Catherine Barger, or Barger, went on dr drew had a radio show at the time she went on dr drew's show um to talk about the homeless crisis right it's it's plaguing the united states but it's really concentrated yeah. in southern california yeah. so she goes on the show and says not verbatim but words to the effect of we need people like Kay Smythe advising and consulting us on how to mitigate this crisis because clearly the tactics we're using aren't working. So this was, you know, pre-pandemic. I called her countless times. I emailed her. I hit her up on Twitter. I then get told by a mutual colleague 
that she basically slut shamed me behind closed Dear doors. God. Apparently, apparently. Wow. Um, and never returned my call, like my calls, anything. So I was oh. like, these are people who will stand up any day of the week and say what they need to say publicly to get you to vote for them, and then they're going to do whatever the heck they want behind closed doors. And I think that. Arizona has taught us that for a very long time. I think Los Angeles does a better job of hiding it under the glitz and glamour. But if it's happening in Arizona, it will come to the rest of the United States. This stuff is moving. It's moving eastwards out of the West Coast. This corruption, the the, all of the crises that we're really facing as a country right now are really just sort of moving towards the East Coast slowly. But they'll be here before you know it. I yeah, guarantee. And there's also, there have been bastions of corruption, Chicago, Cincinnati, St. Louis. I can go on and on. That's been going on for 50, 60 years. Uh, it has been happening. Uh, let me also ask you about Twitter and uh, and Elon Musk. A lot of uh, a lot of Democrats are going bat guano crazy. Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre yesterday talked about, yeah, maybe we need to look into Twitter. Twitter's about ready to unleash hell with regard to uh, uh, who was working with them with the government to shut down freedom of speech with regard to Hunter Biden's laptop. Uh, and the whole deal. What are your thoughts about Elon Musk and the new Twitter? Because I'm with it 100%, by the way. Oh, dude, I'm so here for it, as the kids are saying. Like, <laughs> I'm just sitting back, like, eating my popcorn and just watching and reveling in yeah. the anarchy. It is just so ridiculous. And, like, I honestly, as soon as Elon actually made the purchase and started operating things at Twitter, I was like, this is incredible. This is a reality show that all of us are participating in. We can sit here on our phones and just watch, like, People just lose their minds, essentially. And, Rob, get this. So you use Twitter a lot. I use Twitter a lot because we have to for work. But that's pretty much the only reason that I use it. If it weren't for what I do for a living, I would avoid Twitter like the plague. And yet I've had people back in the UK, like members of my family who are also writers, who are also in the media, say, oh, well, you know, Twitter's for, like, really professional journalists. If you really want to be engaged, go to Twitter. And I'm like, (laughs) so people who don't even use Twitter have completely the wrong interpretation of what it is. And those of us who are on it are just watching the whole thing burn and we're just sitting back going, wow, this is wild. And that's essentially the way that I'm looking at it. I can't take it more seriously than that. I really can't. Well, I got to tell you, I think that Elon Musk is going to come out of this as one of the most transformative people in history with regard to freedom of expression. I really believe that, Kay. Uh, Because if you look at Twitter... Uh, and how it was used by the government to suppress information, literally used by the United States government as a tool, an uh, anti-constitutional tool of the state to suppress what the state calls disinformation, and that Elon Musk has gone in and purchased it. Uh, I, do, do you think he's going to make money? Sure, he went into it, hopefully to make money, but it looks like he's the first, he's like the Donald Trump of social media. He's doing to what social media, what Donald Trump did to Washington, D.C., and Donald Trump isn't done. What do you think about that? Oh, I love that analogy so much. Who's going to be the Donald Trump of entertainment? That's what I want to see. Well, that would be a guy named Rob Carson who does a show out of Kansas City. (laughs) So true. I'll just answer that question for you right now. I want the Hollywood Donald Trump to come (laughs) up next. I want someone to start making a conservative version of Hollywood that isn't just cringe, you know? 
that's what I want to see. Well, you've got um, you... I think you're right. Like that analogy saying that Elon is the Donald Trump of freedom of speech and information on Twitter. I think that's beautiful. I also think it's really interesting that we've got Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, and I think a few other like social media folks are stepping down yeah. from their positions in the coming year ahead of 2024. So I think that's very well. We interesting are, but, but think about it. We're, we're winning. Okay, we're winning. Now, when you thought of we were talking about, you know. Who's going to be the person in Hollywood? I, I won't say Chris Pratt is, but he definitely is powerful as mm-hmm. a leading man. It hasn't cost him his career. Uh, when, you know, when that domino falls, who the hell knows? Uh, but, uh, but, but we are winning. CNN Plus folded. $300,000 spent on it. Disney on uh, the rocks right now. Uh, Facebook has lost, well, Mark Zuckerberg, 70% of his value. We are saying no. We're saying no. New Disney movie out this weekend in theaters. Uh, nobody went to see it. They spent $300 million on the movie. It made 120 They're going to lose their butts on it. They're going to lose their butts on it. And then also, I might mention, the box office of theaters, $95 million Thanksgiving weekend. Last time they kept track, it was $150 million. People are saying no. They're saying, you know what? We're not going to be preached at. We're not going to be told what we can and cannot say. We're not going to be told that this is normal. And they're saying no. So we are winning as they try to steal things to the ballot box. We are winning the cultural war. We really RK, it's a small percentage of people who are driving this trans nonsense, sexualization of children nonsense, all of that crap that's being driven by a very small subset of the country, and the American people are saying no. I love it. And you are so, so, so right. I, I was on um, Newsmax this Sunday yes. on Wake Up America. I do my Sunday debate every weekend, 8.30 Eastern, Eastern time, and we talked about Yellowstone. Uh, yes. Which is now what, like the most viewed show yeah. ever in the history of everything, always. <laughs> yes. And it's a, it's not like necessarily the most anti woke show, but it definitely isn't a woke show. Nothing that Taylor Sheridan does um, or has created. You know, he's got Tulsa King, he's got 1883. Yeah. You know, you look back at all of his movies like Sicario, Hell or High Water. Um, what's the other one? The one. Um, I'm not all that familiar Wind with River. His- like none of them are woke and all of them are some of like it's literally the greatest writing in entertainment in my opinion of all time and it was so funny because in the debate you know i debate this guy alice hennigan he was like oh this cowboy thing is like you know no one actually wants to live that way no one actually (laughs) wants to do that way and i'm like i'm on the board of directors for a non-profit that's a bunch of cowboys and cowgirls who got together and said, you know what, we do a lot of great work with women who've, you know, been rescued from domestic violence situations, actually, a lot of times by the founder of this organization is called War Party Ranch. Um, But we teach them transferable skills so they can go and work out in the real world of ranching. And even though I think, you know, farming, agriculture, ranching, like they're becoming honestly some of the most not like they weren't the most difficult careers ever but the lifestyles are certainly fading out and having to adapt super rapidly but more people are going towards those lifestyles and there are more good people in that world than ever before you gotta listen we gotta take a break uh let's let's come back uh we'll do the second segment how's that sound we'll do a second segment after the break sound sound cool can you hang on i'm here for it yeah let's go case my case my coming up stick around Say it loud and proud. Let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. Joining us on the Newsmax Hotline is Case Smythe. She's a writer for the Daily Caller, a writer, commentator, Jin. Uh, what? No, you're a millennial. Millennial! Millennial! Kay <laughs> saves the USA. Uh, also, uh, Kay, you mentioned to me off air, you came to the States as a left-leaning socialist. 
I did. How I long very did it take? Much did. What, Booney shit and everything. How how long did it take you? And what triggered it? Because I'll tell you this: I graduated from college, right about the same time that Rush Limbaugh. I think two years after he came to New York. So I was a late, a late stage Rush baby. I knew I was fairly conservative. Rush Limbaugh really, like so many helped me to educate myself about conservatism and the fact that the media is so left of center. And, and, and he taught me a lot, and then I took it from there. But how did, what, what, what changed you to where you are now? Because you're you know, pretty, pretty hardcore conservative. I am. I am pretty hardcore conservative. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say I'm more like hardcore patriot. Yes, um, yes, there you go. But so when I moved out here, I lived in California. I lived in Los Angeles. And, you know, my story in Los Angeles, there's so many different things. It was sort of like a snowball effect, right? Yeah. Um, I started, I came out here because a group of former, like, Salvadoran and Mexican gang members uh, were working with a nonprofit, and I wanted to write about them. And I wanted to write about the work that they were doing and how they sort of transitioned from being in prison yeah. for, you know, pretty heinous crimes to, well, one of them became an Emmy-nominated actor. Gotcha. And so I came out here with, you know, that sort of uh, very European liberalism yeah. kind of mind, like all people are fundamentally good, blah, blah, blah. And I guess I kind of hit Los Angeles right before the opioid epidemic and uh, the black tar heroin epidemic kind of swept into town yeah. just before a bunch of uh, laws essentially or piece of legislation came into act that sort of legalized sleeping on the street that yes, made a bunch yes. of uh, felonies misdemeanors related to you know violence drugs things like that and so I got to watch what common wow. sense lawmaking at one point, you know, very high taxes and, you know, there's, there's yeah. you know, plenty of issues in Los Angeles and there have been forever, but it really was a paradise. And then as these sort of progressive laws came into action, I saw the response from the American public and the response was mass drug addiction, violence, homelessness, crime. Um, and total lawlessness really on the streets of Los Angeles. And I was a victim of multiple crimes. Wow. Uh, I saw stuff that I will never be able to unsee. And my life wow. went from being this beautiful dream of, you know, biking around the West Side and like hanging out in Santa Monica and Venice Beach with like celebrities and going to the Nobu White Party and parties in the hills and all that kind of stuff to do we really need to leave the house today yeah. because the guy with the machete and no pants is back outside of the grocery store? Good and God. I don't know if I want to risk my life to pay $8. But Kay, but no. Kay, what, they, 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 people real, they elected Karen Bass, man. I'm sure things are going to get better out there, right? No, they didn't like Karen <laughs> Bass. I don't, I don't trust. Like, voting in California is real. It's a like, joke. I got sent a ballot. I'm not, I, I can't vote. I'm not legal to vote. And I, I got sent a ballot for the recall election of Governor Gavin Newsom a couple of years ago yeah. when I was still living there. Yeah. Like, no. Like, yeah. that election cycle is yeah. ridiculous and it's rampant with huge problems that all need to be addressed, but they won't because it's, it's a, City founded on corruption. It's founded on violence. Yeah. Kay, and there are I, I, a lot of good people there, yeah. but they had to live amongst it. All right. I got to go. Okay. Great to have you on. Kay Smythe uh, writes for the Daily Caller. Obviously, you can find you on uh, social media. Get her on Twitter at Kay Smythe, K-A-Y-S-M-Y-T-H-E. Uh, Kay, great to talk to you. Let's do it again soon, okay? Thank you so much, Rob. Sorry I monopolized a bit there. That's all right. No big deal. I do it the other three hours of the show. <laughs> Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. 
Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, hour number three of the <clears throat> radio program. Coming up, including uh, some uh, more audio um, with regard to China and the revolution that is happening there that the United States should be behind. But when Democrats are in charge, they never support uh, the freedom-loving people of of the world. They never do. Iran's Green Revolution, uh, Cuba Revolution earlier this year and last year. uh, What's going on in Iran right now with women uh, saying, uh, screw your hijab, I'm not going to wear it. Uh, And, and, you know, honestly, with a little support from the United States of America, uh, these regimes can topple. All right, it happened with the former Soviet Union, and it, all it took was a few words from people like Ronald Reagan, Mar- Maggie Thatcher, Pope John Paul II, and Lech Walesa. Lech Walesa, the leader of Poland, who wasn't a leader at the time. All of these things can be, uh, can be done if you just have the moral authority to do something about it. But you see, <clears throat> countries like China are the template for those in power in Washington, D.C. They like it. They like it. And now a brief brand new musical interlude about Maricopa County. Maricopa County certified the election even though it was, uh, well, it looks pretty fraudulent. But Carrie Lake is fighting back. Every election in Arizona, there's always problems to be found. Machines seem to go down. The worst offender is Maricopa. They did it again. Because the fix was in, they stole the race from Blake. They ripped off Cary Lake. One particular place really takes the cake. Maricopa, that crooked county. That county. The fraudsters were paid a big bounty. Maricopa, that screwed up county. Election stealing, Katie's dirty dealing. Maricopa. Hashtag carry one. Hey, you know, I'm not afraid to say that because I, uh, I'm not being restricted right now by Twitter for saying it. The, if it were Twitter, like before Elon Musk, this would have been already over. Couldn't even talk about Carrie Lake. Couldn't even talk about Maricopa County. All the counties that uh, election uh, uh, people in charge of the elections were forced to certify, to certify this election. The uh, same way in, uh, in Pennsylvania. There's one county in Pennsylvania. They're not certifying. Uh, I'll, I'll get the information. I don't have it in front of me right now. But there are some places they're going, no, you know what, no, no, no. And, and I think that there were uh, ungodly, ungodly tales of election. <laughs> that was nice. That was a little Freudian slip there, wasn't it? That was, that was really good. Erection fraud. Yeah, you don't want that. That's, that's something you don't even want. Nah, mm, nah. Election fraud. <clears throat> <laughs> See, there you go. Right there. Right there. You're right in the middle of a point. You, you do a... You do a well, anyway. But we'll see. Uh, Carrie Lake is going to challenge the uh, the election, and she should, because if this election, with all of the... Just the blatant obvious questions, you know, you've got the Secretary of State in charge of the election, was supposed to fix it from 2020, did not, did not debate, did not do any appearances, uh, and then is presiding over the the biggest face plant by election officials in U.S. voting history in Maricopa County with thousands of people saying that they were forced to, they weren't able to vote, they had to wait in line forever, they saw they, that their vote didn't count, and that they certified this. Honestly, if this is allowed to stand, it's over, but I don't think it will. Because you're going to get to a point where the people ain't going to take it anymore. Then when you take away the people's right of recourse with regard to an election, all bets are off. 
And that's what's happening in China right now. Uh, because China has locked down its people, uh, hopefully for the last time. They uh, have uh, done these ungodly restrictions on their people for COVID. Right now, there are no COVID deaths in China. But they are literally making cities into concentration camps for their citizens. And there was a case where a building was sealed to keep people in during the COVID pandemic. And the building caught fire and the people burned to death, including a child. And that's why people are really mad about it. And that's why we should pray for the overthrow of the Chinese Communist Party. This is Jack Posobiec talking about why the revolt is happening. They were locked inside their homes by their own government. They were forced inside. They were stuck inside. And their loved ones were forced to listen. While these people, Han Chinese and Uyghurs, burned alive at the order of the Chinese Communist Party. This was a massacre. This was the Xinjiang massacre. And Western media is barely even talking about it. How many more massacres did the Chinese uh, party get before they're driven from power? Out. What sparked these protests? They're acting as if it's just sort of happening spontaneously overnight. Well, there was a powder keg that had been building for months and months and weeks and weeks that led up to this. Yeah. They're calling it the White Paper Rebellion. Why is that? Hold on. Here we go. Come on. Oh, hold on. i got to start this again. I apologize. Uh, up an to, this is Pasobiak talking about why it's called the White Paper Rebellion. What happened on Thanksgiving Day in China, it was a massacre. And the people all across China are now coming forward. You don't have to be a means of taxation and production anymore. And they're holding up pieces of paper, blank pieces of paper. Why? Because they know you can get arrested for holding it's a little ballsier than, I don't know, a liberal student on campus chasing a conservative off campus. A little different. Yeah. An anti-government slogan, an anti-party slogan. So they're holding up blank pieces of paper and they're calling it the Baijir Guoming, the white paper revolution. Because to protest censorship, they're just holding up blank pieces of paper. Wow. There's another thing they're saying. They're saying, Gong Chan Dong Xia Tai. Gong Chan Dong Xia Tai. Take down the CCP. Whoa. They're chanting it in Mandarin. Yeah, here you can say that without being murdered. Not over there. The first place that I saw this was in Shanghai, but then I realized that it's going on in cities across the country. It's even taking place in Beijing. Yeah. And I mean it when I say pray for the revolution, pray for the destruction of the Chinese Communist Party. Pray for it because they're evil. It's okay to pray for their destruction. They're also saying another phrase. Arise those who refuse to be slaves. Wow. Believe it or not, that's the first line of the Chinese national anthem. Hmm. See, the problem with running... A revolutionary regime and a revolutionary rhetoric with revolutionary rhetoric is that eventually that rhetoric can be turned against you. Yep. And that's what we're seeing happen right now across every single major city across China. The people of China are proxies for the American people in every single 
freedom-loving human being on this planet. Southern border, anyone? We know that we're faced with threats to our freedom and our security. Yeah, the uh, DHS and uh, uh, their their in disinformation campaign that continues to silence your free speech. Here in the United States, because every single day you see a new story in the news about someone who's just the victim of a violent crime. And some of us think that we're ready to defend ourselves against evil. And the truth is, honestly, you're probably not. Yeah. I mean, we talk a good game. We really do. One thing you will notice about the people of China is that those who are fighting against the authoritarians, they don't have guns. They don't have the ability to defend themselves. And you want to talk about ballsy, going up against these armed thugs, the communist Chinese, and, and think about how close our government and mainstream media and big social media is to communist China. Think about how close it's come. My God in heaven. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I want to mention something real quick because I'm, uh, I'm thrilled. I did a lot of cooking over my uh, break, and I like to cook. Okay, I'll just be honest. I like to cook. I always have. I started as a fry cook when I was 15 years old at a truck stop in Iowa. I, I was hired illegally, but I wanted to work. I learned how to cook there, and I've been cooking ever since. i got about 100 cooking videos on the web. I made white smoked turkey chili with uh, these wonderful cannellini beans from heirloom soup beans. That's what I made for Thanksgiving because uh, my kids were in town. My wife was out of town. I didn't want to make a big meal, but I had a turkey, a smoked turkey, and I, that's what I did. And I used these beans, and they were creamy, and they were delicious, and they were ridiculous. Right now, they got this big, beautiful box of all these heirloom soup beans that you can get. They, they lowered the price at $95, about half price. You get this marvelous box of these beautifully packaged uh, beans that you can use for soups. You can use for chilies. You can use for salads. You can use for anything. They're amazing. One serving of heirloom beans provides an average of uh, a third of the recommended daily intake of fiber. That's really good. I saw this too. Men can reduce the risk of bowel cancer by 20% if they eat a lot of vegetables and beans. And beans. I'm looking at these, uh, what are these? Hold on, I got a bag right here. These big glorious, they're called uh, Monsters of the Mesa Verde. They're almost as big as a pecan. I don't even know what I'm going to do with them yet, but I can't wait because I got a cookbook as well from Heirloom Soup Beans. Listen, if you want to order this for Christmas, if you got a foodie in your life, or if you if you if you think you know how to make chili, or or you maybe you make uh, you know uh, whatever with your soup beans, uh, ham hocks and beans like I did about a month ago, uh, then you should go to heirloomsoupbeans.com. Heirloomsoupbeans.com. Look at this glorious package. And and by the way, you can see me on social media with the package. It's a couple of uh, bags I've already used because they're wonderful, fresh beans. Heirloom soup beans of every way, shape, and form. Again, go to heirloomsoupbeans.com. Look for that amazing half-price sale and get this package for the foodie in your life or for yourself. Heirloomsoupbeans.com. Is that? Is that? So Elon Musk. Elon Musk has, tra- has scrapped Twitter's COVID misinformation policy that censored tweets questioning vaccines and the lab leak origin theory. Did you know that? Hey, it happened. That happened November 23rd. You didn't know that, did you? Did you notice? And I noticed my stuff hasn't been flagged or taken down as often on Facebook and Twitter. In fact, not at all. It's pretty crazy, right? Freedom of expression. It's wonderful. And as conservatives, we haven't been able to do that. But they got rid of that. Twitter no longer enforcing the COVID-19 misinformation policy. So oddly enough, you can actually say what you think about COVID and about how it was hidden, how the origins are being hidden, and Elon Musk has made that possible. That's gigantic. But there are other things as well. He is threatening to publicly release free speech suppression files on Twitter. 
He's going to kick the door open and share with the world the cabal between the government, the FBI, and other agencies, the DHS, and Twitter. And the left hates it. And they're going to do anything they can to take him down. And I will tell you, if they charge me $10 a month to join Twitter, I'll freaking pay the money. I'll pay the money. If it's $20, if it's $30. If Elon Musk keeps this going, I am 100% with it. I've got my accounts for Getter. i got my account for True Social. But I'm sick of the abuse from Twitter. And if this man is going to come in and revolutionize speech which should be free in the United States of America, but is not because of oligarchs and companies like Twitter and Facebook, I'm going to support him 100%. 100%. More audio on that. Your phone calls as well. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. They impeached our president twice for nothing. The truth is simple, and it's right before our eyes. They raided his home. I don't know what to be concerned about. No one, no one seems to. And they call us extremists and fascists for supporting him. Yeah, we're done with all that. It's the Rob Carson Show. Who it now? Yeah, nobody thinks Donald Trump is an anti-Semite, by the way. Uh, he had some folks over for dinner. Kanye West came over, brought this guy who supposedly, I guess, is a, a very uh, uh, troubled individual. I don't know, whatever. Nick Fuentes, never even heard of him. So West has been condemned, has lost business deals due to uh, his anti-Semitic rhetoric. And I did a, I, I shared an interview that uh, West did um, with uh, Tucker Carlson a couple months ago. My son's been just making fun of me about it because I thought that what uh, he said during that interview was pretty powerful, particularly from a very influential black man in a country where the murder rate, black-on-black violence in inner cities, is 13 times the national average. And I, I don't know Kanye West. Uh, since I uh, have discovered Kanye West, he's not nuts all right i'll just tell you kanye west is a uh, is an insane genius uh, and, and he is musically he's a he's a really really brilliant man but he's a very troubled individual most probably bipolar at least he said that and uh apparently this dinner happened uh fuentes came along with uh with uh, uh, uh kanye west to mar-a-lago uh after reports about the dinner service truff said he only invited west to dinner and blamed west for bringing fuentes along and you notice that Donald Trump is not the president anymore, all right? So, you know, it's not like he has a staff of people vetting every single, you know, like w- when you're the president. He said, and this is what Donald Trump said, so I helped a, a superior, seriously troubled man who happens to be black, yeah, uh, Kanye West, who has been decimated in the business and virtually everything else, and who has always been good to me by allowing his request for meeting at Mar-a-Lago alone so I can give him very much uh, needed advice. He shows up with three people, two of them of which I didn't know, the other a political person who I haven't seen in years i'm told uh i told him don't run for office a total waste of time can't win fake news went crazy and by the way uh he's not an anti-semite it's fairly obvious you've had so many posers in congress in leadership who never did a darn thing about uh, making the capital of israel jerusalem until donald trump came along and did it george bush poser mitt romney poser chuck schumer Poser. Everybody. Poser. Donald Trump did it. And it meant a hell of a lot to the Jewish people. And then there are the Abraham Accords, which he should have won a Nobel Peace Prize for. So honestly, uh, enough with the noise. And, and still got you know, Chuck Schumer. He's, he's, uh, uh, they, they say leave uh, Donald Trump behind. Donald Trump is over. He's over. And yet uh, Chuck Schumer had to say this yesterday uh, in the Senate. 
Last week, it was reported that Donald Trump, the former President of the United States and Republican standard bearer, had dinner at Mar-a-Lago with a notorious bigot who fancies himself a leading thinker on... I think you've uh, had uh, broken bread with a couple of really bigots like uh, the Reverend Al Sharpton, beyond bigot, beyond anti-Semite. Extreme edges of the hard right, embracing everything... And honestly, blah, 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 blah. It hasn't affected the polling. Uh, Donald Trump is still out in front as far as the polling is concerned. And you know what? The more you say these things, even though we're supposed to leave Donald Trump in the rearview mirror of history and he's no longer relevant, you make him more relevant. You make us angrier. You make us wanting to uh, want to fight even more. There's no other politician like that right now. Ron is a very interesting cat. No doubt. There's not the passion that those who support Donald Trump, not because he's Donald Trump, because what he did, and what he did was what he said he was going to do when he got to Washington. And he has taken fire and arrows, stepped in the way of those arrows that were headed in your direction. He's the firewall. That's why people will not stop supporting him. Sorry, sucks to be you. That's just the way it is. Let's go to Chris in Fort Worth. Hello there, Chris. How you doing, my friend? What's on your mind today? Hey, it's Chris in Fort Worth, your man. And uh, the weather is sunny and clear skies, but a cold Maricopa County breeze still coming here. I hate it. Yeah. I know they hate it there. Uh, hey, you got to fix your sweet tooth and then best Peloton. You're going to eat those desserts. But, hey, I'm, a, I'm really pissed. I'm tired of the steel. Yeah. I'm pissed off in 2020. Now I'm really pissed off in 2022. The steal. Us good guys can never win. We always finish last lately, and I'm sick of it. Because yeah. we know we're right. And I'm fed up. It's a never-ending movie where the evil guy always wins. What do you Chris, Chris, I want to ask you this. You know, because somebody told me earlier, they said, we need to play their game. We need to get into the mail-in ballot thing. We need to do this. We need to do No, you know. Here's what we need to do. Follow Florida. Boom. Done. Follow Florida, Chris. That's what we do. We don't try to play their filthy, rotten, scumbag game. We follow Florida. We do what Florida did. By the way, that, that template in Florida, you can credit Donald Trump with that. Because uh, uh, Ron DeSantis barely got elected the first time, overwhelmingly won, when he adopted the tactics of Donald Trump confronting the media, and his policies are Trumpian. Chris, go ahead. Yes, and, and by the way, you know, actually last week, you, uh, two weeks ago, you simul- Simon cowled me. I promise I will never <laughs> sing a song on your show. Yeah, Chris, you know, dude, I got to tell you, as much as I love, uh, we got a lot of creative people in the audience. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but but sometimes you kind of got to stick to your wheelhouse there, Chris. You know, you, you, know, you know what I'm saying, brother? God bless you. All right, man. It's always good to talk to you, bro. Merry Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, my brother. Happy Hanukkah. If you celebrate, happy Hanukkah. Heck yeah. Kwanzaa, I don't even care. I don't even care. Dress like an elf day. I don't even care. But I say Merry Christmas. All right. Who shut down the uh, trucker protests in uh, Canada? Would you believe our dear leader, Joe Biden? Mm Mm-hmm. That's what happened. That's on the way. It's the Rob Carson Show. first year in office summed up in three words. Welcome back, Carter. That's not right. It's not fair to us. And honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Last uh, half hour. Oh, my God. We're the half hour. 
I, uh, I'm just so grateful to be here, guys. I, I, um, sometimes maybe I don't, uh, I, well, I hope I say it enough. Um, I'm just really grateful to, to be doing this for a living. Um, and it waited a very long time to do. And I know that uh, things are really rough for a lot of people right now. And you got people literally, and I listen, we, we, got, we got a Dollar General, we got a Dollar Tree, and we got another dollar store. And then we got a, what the hell is that place? It's, the, it's the, where the you know, poor people shop, because I know we got our Christmas tree from there. You, uh, what is it called? I can't remember. Anyway, uh, we, we got a Christmas tree when I was unemployed about three years ago. And I was, about four years ago, I was probably to. I don't know. It was terrible. It was terrible. My wife was going to leave me. Uh, we were going broke. We lost our house. Um, and, uh, and we went and bought this tree. We went and bought this tree uh, at this discount store. And it's a, it's a crappy little tree. It is. It's not self-lit or anything, but it was like 30 bucks. So that's what we bought. And we still put it up. <clears throat> we put it up. We put it up. It's, it's, a, it's a garbage tree, but... We did, so I know what it's like. It, it, it's, uh, it's, when, you, when you can't provide for your family, it's a big deal for me. I mean, call me old-fashioned, but you can't provide for your family. Your self-worth goes to the toilet. And uh, I'm just so blessed to do this. And I hope that if you're not in that position right now or if you're hurting, uh, that, that I just want you to know that I'm praying for you. Maybe that's worth something to you. Maybe it's not. It's just, I know, and particularly this time of year, it's magnified. Uh, some economists say that there's going to be a significant drop in home prices. This is according to Axios, left-leading publication. Home prices mostly too high to appeal to buyers who are facing skyrocketing mortgage rates. Sellers are low to, uh, to lower their asking prices. Sales are cratering. Some folks are just walking away from deals. I had a house next door. And they're moving out of the house for the first time in 30 years. They've lived there 30 years. And they're getting ready to go. And uh, they, they're ready to rock and roll in. And the financing, the whole deal just fell through. Now the house is sitting there empty. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of that happening. So it looks like uh, we, won't, we won't see what we did in, oh, what was it, 08? Because I was there. And I, we, we lost our butts. We bought a house for way over during the real estate bubble that was fueled by the subprime, which is what the government did to screw it up. And we ended up losing our house. And now we're going through this. We're not going to see that. But most probably, if you have a home and you want to sell it and you can sit on it, you know, uh, corporate layoffs, a warning sign of coming economic crash landing. And this is, these are companies that normally are recession-proof. Amazon. Amazon. Amazon laying off 10,000 people at Amazon. Amazon. And uh, retirement savings down 23% from a year ago. So people on uh, fixed incomes are really getting hosed. Uh, you got this. Listen to this. Mississippi-based furniture company laid off three th the entire staff. United Furniture Industries told employees via text overnight uh, yesterday that they wouldn't come in for work on uh, Monday morning. And this is terrible. They also said their health insurance would not be protected by Cobra. Why the hell do they call it Cobra? Cobra is a venomous snake. And I'm going to tell you, if you've ever had to try to afford Cobra... It's stupid expensive. It's like two car payments. It's, it's absolutely outrageous. Cobra. It should be called Cobra. It should be called Rattlesnake. I swear, every time, we, well, you get the option for Cobra, and it's only $1,500 a month. Oh, yeah, that'll go great with my unemployment check. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, Joe Biden ordered uh, the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, to stop the Freedom Convoy that protested the border the, against uh, vaccine mandates. Did you know that? 
Trudeau is set to testify on Friday regarding his decision to clear the convoy as part of the Canadian government investigation. Uh, Canadian Finance Minister Christia Friedland previously testified that Washington was very, very worried about the blockades. Three days after speaking with Biden on February the 14th, Trudeau invoked the Emergencies Act to clear out the protesters. Joe Biden did this. According to Friedland, Biden had prescribed the blockades or described the blockades as a shared problem. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, who clearly is transphobic because he's not been able to fix the supply chain issues and we're getting ready to go into a rail strike. Transphobic spoke with his Canadian counterpart, Transport Minister Omar Al-Gabra, to try to come up with a plan to resolve the blockades. Three days after meeting, Trudeau invoked Canada's Emergency Act, which they had never used, uh, rarely used, was used to freeze bank accounts, ban travel to the protests, and compelled how trucks to remove vehicles from the blockade. Friedland said financial institutions are being given the power to suspend or freeze personal corporate accounts that are suspected of funding illegal protests. Oddly enough, they're doing the same thing in China. Oddly enough, they're doing the same thing in Brazil. Yeah. Toronto, Toronto Dominion Bank last week froze two personal bank accounts that uh, received $1.4 million for the protests. Yeah, they shut it down. Joe Biden shut it down. Now, do you wonder why Joe Biden's not supporting the, the free people of China and of Iran and of Cuba? Uh, you shouldn't question. It's fairly obvious. They're the template. They are the template, folks. Meanwhile, you have uh, 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 Elon Musk. He's, he's threatening and he's going to release all of the BS associated with uh, censorship by Twitter of Hunter's laptop, among other things. And he's going to kick the door open on all of the uh, election suppression. He's saying, let the revolution begin. He's going to release free speech suppression files on Twitter, and everybody's panicked and everybody wants to shut him down. Why is that? Why is it Democrats? Why is that? It's because uh, conservatism can now be expressed on Twitter. And those who have leftist ideals have to defend their position. And they can't because they're intellectually and morally bankrupt. And their policies always end up in poverty and death. Here is Corinne Jean-Pierre, the mousy Marxist, not a terribly smart person, talking about the Elon Musk problem question about Twitter. Um, you know, there's a researcher at Stanford who says that this is a critical moment, really, in terms of um, ensuring that Twitter does not become a vector for misinformation. Yeah, misinformation or disinformation are a product of the government. And this dipwad, uh, probably an NPR reporter, should know that. But she's spoiled. She doesn't go to prison for expressing her opinion like they do in China. But uh, <laughs> let me just tell you, there are a lot of people in D.C who would love that opportunity. I mean, are you concerned about the, you know, Elon Musk says there's more and more uh, subscribers coming online. Are you concerned about that? And what tools do you have? Who is it at the White House that is really keeping track of this? So look, this is something that we're certainly uh, keeping an eye on. And uh, look, um, we, you know, we Why? have always been very... Why? Why? Why is this important to you? 
What is he doing that is in any way, shape, or form totalitarian and against free speech? Clear. Um, and that uh, when it comes to social media platforms, it is their responsibility uh, to make sure that um, when it comes to misinformation, when we when we come, there you go. That's a word of the government to the hate that we're seeing. There's no hate increase on Twitter. Uh, that they they take action. That they continue uh, to take action. Again. We're all keeping a close eye on this. We're all uh, uh, monitoring uh, what's what's currently uh, occurring, and uh, we see, you know, we see it with our own eyes of, of what you all are reporting. Yeah, they're not they're not monitoring. They're seething. They hate it. They they hate it. They hate it. Oh, by the way, here's a headline: Elon Musk proves the left wing wrong again as he shares slides from a talk with Twitter workers showing hate speech is down. It is. And on, by the way, I might also mention, uh, they've also reported new user signups at an all-time high, averaging $2 million or 2 million people per day. 2 million people per day. Can you hear the people sing? I can hear them singing. I love it. I love it. Oh, oh, here, here. This is, this is fantastic. This is Corinne Jean-Pierre. Uh, honestly, wow. Uh, uh, childlike uh, in her ignorance. Here she is. She doesn't know that the Nobel Prize is called the Nobel Prize. I, I just, I'm just saying this. I'm just playing this just for bleeps and giggles because, honestly, how could you be a spokesperson for the President of the United States and not know it's the Nobel Prize? Today, President Biden met with three U.S. winners of the 2022 Nobel Prize. Dr. Caroline Bertozzi, who yes. won the Nobel Prize the in Nobel chemistry. Prize. Dr. John Clauser, who won the Nobel Prize in physics. And Dr. Douglas Diamond, who won the Nobel Prize in economic science. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, yeah, this is pretty funny. CNN analyst, uh, he, he described freedom of speech as nonsense, by the way. Yeah. CNN newsroom host uh, Boris Sanchez began by bringing up the news that Elon Musk uh, plans to grant amnesty to accounts that were previously suspended. Musk made the decision after running a Twitter poll in which 72.4% of people approved of welcoming the previously banned accounts. And here is CNN's response. Provided I can get it to play. Hold on. You know, misinformation or disinformation um, with deep fakes and, and with the sophistication by which. Misinformation and disinformation are government words. They are government words. They are the only people who can arbitrarily decide what is misinformation and disinformation. And that is your opinion if you disagree with the government. They're claiming it to be those. And that means they're forbidden. Some of these influence campaigns are developed. Uh, how do you discern what's real versus what's fake, even you know, in, in light of that sophistication? You do your own research, and you make up your own mind. Well, that's why the pre-Musk Twitter had 7,000 people going through these accounts. You can pick them out with algorithms. You can pick them out by looking at them. Uh, you can check IPs and the rest of it, and you simply block them. Yeah, if you just look at words like uh, ivermectin. And it's, it's, it's not right. And, you know, this freedom of speech is just nonsense because you can't go into a movie theater and yell fire. That is the dumbest argument about free speech. Honestly, freshman 101 history in, like, uh, it, it, not even college, like, like, uh, like uh, elementary school. This is the, the dumbest argument about freedom of speech ever. And you simply block them. And it's 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 not right. And, you know, this freedom of speech is just nonsense because you can't go into a movie theater and yell fire. It's against the law. 
And what Putin's going to do, and the Russians, is they're going to use this as a vehicle to to save. It's easy to uh, to uh, uh, claim that there's freedom of speech when your ideology is completely predominant in the mainstream media, big social media, and in governance. It's easy to sit back and throw rocks until you've really experienced it. And uh, as long as uh, uh, Elon Musk continues this trajectory, I will support him to the ends of the earth. Uh, Let's take a break. David, you hold on. You'll be up next. This is The Rob Carson Show. Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's The Rob Carson Show. I've said on a number of occasions that uh, the government subjects you to uh, abuses and usurpations. They uh, demoralize you whenever possible. One of the ridiculous things that this country is doing is we're going to Venezuela, our Italy, our Italy, our enemy, uh, and they are going to uh, uh, help Chevron to increase their oil production to enrich the uh, the people in charge there. Uh, Maduro uh, administration, the same administration that has released uh, uh, prisoners wholesale to come to the United States across the open border. And by the way, border guards are preparing for a collapse of the migration system when Title 42 ends just days before Christmas. The border will collapse completely before then. This is on Joe Biden. There will be a point that this man has to be removed from office. There will be a point that this affront to our sovereignty and our safety has to be punished. I'll have more on that tomorrow. I'll have more on that tomorrow. This is John Kirby with regard to uh, Venezuelan oil being asked about Venezuelan oil. Here he is. Why is it that President Biden would rather let U.S. companies drill for oil in Venezuela than here in the U.S.? That's... uh not an accurate take uh, on the president's view. Earlier this month, he said no more drilling. There is no more drilling. The president has issued 9,000 permits for drilling on U.S. And he's told all the oil companies that he wants to get rid of fossil fuel. He said it during the campaign. He says it every day. Why in the hell would you move anything to one of these permit locations knowing that the federal government will shut them down? End of story. Drop the mic. Pick it up, Mr. Kirby. U.S. federal lands, Peter. 9,000 of them. And while you're bending over, I'm going to kick you in the butt. Being unused. There are plenty of opportunities for oil and gas companies to drill here in the United States. I'll let Chevron... No, not when you got a uh, a government that the president, with the stroke of a pen, said that all of the government's vehicles would be converted to electric, even though the grid is not set up for it. There are no, There is no way to power... Well, let's say for a city like uh, Kansas City, where I live. There is no way. You could have thousands of acres of solar uh, of solar arrays. You could have thousands of acres of, uh, of wind farms. They will not power that city. They will not do it. You know what does it? Big old coal fire plant south of town and if you buy an ev you're a poser and by i'm just going to mention this real quick if you have an ev enjoy it if it's just for driving to whole foods you'll be fine if you attempt to get a an ev pickup truck uh you're going to be hosed because in cold weather when you're towing anything when you're going up in a hill ain't going to do anything for you and it's all powered by Fossil fuel. Oh, oh, in the dealership near me, there's a Buick dealership near me, and they had that, that, uh, that big old electric Hummer. Remember the electric Hummer? Hot as heck. When you saw it, you, oh, my God, it weighs 9,500 pounds. 
cost 130k. They had four of them. They got four of them to sell. That was two months ago. You want to guess how many are still there? Four of them. They're all being sold as used cars because nobody wants to dang things. No, thank you. EVs are for posers. Even Toyota admits it. Toyota said, hey, you should have just gone with a hybrid. Hybrid's the way to go. But they decided to go all in and all done on worthless technology for cars that don't go very far and, and cannot perform in the work environment. That's fine. Good luck with that EV. But I'm going to tell you right now, and I'll just say it because I'm right most of the time in my predictions. I am. It just it, Listen to the show. Sometimes I'm wrong. Doesn't happen very often because, you know, I use common sense and life experience and research. Those EVs are going to be worthless in two years. You will not be able to get rid of them. I'm just going to say, you think that's going up in value? You're high. Uh, let's go to Stephen Monterey. Hello, Steve. How you doing, my buddy? What's going on? Thanks, Rob, for taking my call. Yeah. About the election and and the uh, I, I call them the infiltrates in our government that are making a now or never kind of move against America with our elections. Yes. And they're doing it because they see us flat on our face unable to even discuss who killed John Lennon in real life. Okay, bye. Thanks for the phone call. Let's go to David in Santa Cruz. David, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind? Hey, Rob. Thank you. First-time caller, long-time listener. I just wanted to uh, acknowledge the time that you take to talk about your financial situation and your, your past and the humble beginnings and just uh, say you know say what you said today about your prayers being out because it, uh, it actually brought me to tears today because um, my family is one of those families that's struggling and having a hard time making ends meet when two years ago we were taking vacations to Disneyland. So, uh, you know, just wanted to say it's, it's rare to hear somebody take the time to acknowledge that and say that, and thank you. David, I'll pray for you, brother. And you know what? Just Likewise. don't give up. Don't give up. No. Don't, don't give up. I'm going to tell you, uh, I went through a time that, uh, you know, the Jimmy Stewart standing on the bridge, uh, mm-hmm. Looking down, and and in, in goes uh, Clarence. Uh, I would have <laughs> nights where I I would say to God, I say, God, please help me, or maybe just let me go, just let me die in my sleep tonight, yeah. because I couldn't provide yeah. for my family. David, no. don't ever where go we're there, at. dude. Things Three are going to, but we're we're going to get through it. Just tough yes, in California, are. but yes, you are. You know, all right, brother, we you are. hang in there. You okay. hang in there. Oh, Big Lots was the place we got the tree, that little crappy tree. That was where we got it. Big lots. We, we were so poor. We were so poor, we moved to Kansas City. I, I took a co-worker out to get a frozen yogurt, and my card declined. <laughs> so I know where you are if you're suffering. I know it. You're going to be okay. Don't give up. Don't give up. Let's take a break and come back. It's a Rob Carson show. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Make sure to check out the podcast. It is the radio show, but no commercials. Edited down. It's awesome. NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. Believe, fight, and never give up hope. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. God bless you guys. We'll see you soon. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.